Hello and welcome to episode 128 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Hello, how are you? Um, yeah, I'm pretty good. Feeling a little tired, like we're, you know, a month into the school year and it's starting to take its toll, but I'm yeah. good. Yeah, I can't, really, I can't really complain. Okay. Well, if you did, no one would give a rat's ass anyway, so... That is correct. So what's the would, point? No, it would actually make you more tired because you'd expend energy with Ab- that complaining. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is a very good way of thinking. Sometimes you just don't need to say anything because you just can't. But truthfully, like sometimes I'm just like, I just can't bear the idea of like having this conversation or like saying this thing or, you know, like or or making this phone call like phone calls are exhausting too, or they can be exhausting yeah. Too. yeah all that stuff sometimes I just can't bear the idea and like mm-hmm. but I was thinking actually this is really funny <laughs> because there are things that it's like sometimes there are things that you're just too tired to do like sometimes I'm just too tired to you know make a phone call or sometimes I'm just too tired to like put pajamas on and so I was just like in my t-shirt or you know like like sometimes <laughs> really random stuff but then I was just thinking like am I ever too tired to eat and I was like thinking about it sometimes I'm too tired to eat certain things you know like like sometimes yes. I'm too tired to like eat something that's going to require like cutting and chewing <laughs> but like you know, I don't know. Give me an ice cream. I don't think I'd ever be too tired for that, you know? Yeah. I And I was just thinking, I know things that you're not too tired. You'd never be too tired to, like, not make your bed before you left for the I day. would never be too tired to make my bed. I would, I always <laughs> make my bed. I would never be too tired for that. Yes. Yeah. I know that about you. <laughs> Yeah. Are there other, like, are there little, like, silly things that you're like, sometimes I'm just too tired to do that? Oh, my God. Henny, I have a list of yeah. stuff that I'm off. But then I will actually think, oh, I'm too tired to do it. But then sometimes I'll just go and do it. Mm. Sometimes I'm too tired to, like, brush my teeth at night before I go to bed. Yeah. Sometimes I'm too tired to, like, take my socks off before I go to bed. I hear you. I mean, I don't typically wear socks in the house, but if I did, I yeah. would be too tired. Sometimes, so occasionally I'll like fall asleep, like I'll be like dozing on the couch and I'll think I should move to bed and then I'll think I'm too tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This almost sounds like it could be a drinking game if we drank. <laughs> yes, correct. Like never, uh, every time. Ever, you know? yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> That's funny. Actually, that would be a fun game to play on the podcast one day. (laughs) Oh, dear. Anyway, here we are. Not too tired to record an episode of the podcast. Correct. That's correct. All right. What do you have for me today? I don't really have a lot. I thought you had something for me. Well, I do. But typically, you start us off with something. Come on, Sandy. Follow the format. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, I know I can tell you. So, I... um, So, remember we did that whole um, 
pollo pavo, the big chicken. And because we were testing it, because I was saying I was going to like maybe host um, a Thanksgiving. But then you know what happens is that then you get afraid, like, oh, do I really want to do that? Like, that's a lot of work and it's very stressful and, you know, this and that. And then you mm -hmm. then one day, then you wake up the next day and you're like, no, I can do that. That's okay. But then it has to be sending the invite out to people. So I want to know. I know I'm not alone, but I then I have to figure out like I'm starting to like write the WhatsApp invite. Okay. But I'm also making sure that I in a way that I'm actually giving them an out so that my feelings would not get hurt and it wouldn't be awkward for them to have to say no to me. Do you know what I'm saying? So I send the invite. Phil and I are Maybe, how would I read it to you? Yeah, oh yes, I want to hear the invite. I want to hear, because here's the thing, like, I think that I understand what you're saying. Like, you're, you're giving them an out in the invite so that they don't have to feel bad if they say no. But what's interesting to me is that you're doing that for yourself. Like, you're doing that to save yourself discomfort and yes. that's the part that is weird to me because like if I were inviting people and they said no I'd be like great one less person I have to worry about like I didn't actually want to see you you know I mean I I'm just teasing if I invited someone I would I wouldn't invite people I didn't actually want to see but you know what I'm saying like yes. like I wouldn't it, it 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 is no skin off my nose whether people would say yes or no to those sorts of things yes. but I know that I know that you like, I know that's a way that we're different. So, okay, I want to hear the <laughs> I, I, I know I want to know. I know you know that I'm what? I'm sensitive to that. Let's just say it. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so I wrote, okay. I said, okay, ladies, dot, dot, dot. Phil and I are celebrating Canadian Thanksgiving with turkey and such on Saturday, October 9th. I know you both have things happening next week, but wanted to extend an offer to join us if you happen to be available. Okay. So, well, that's nice. You know what, Sandy, as a person receiving an invite, I would really appreciate an invite like that because it recognizes that the person who is inviting me doesn't believe that I should drop everything going on in my life to go to whatever their thing is. Yeah. Right. So I do, yeah. I do appreciate that. And it's also because the girls are like they're sorry because they all have they have three daughters between the two ladies. Mm -hmm. They're off school next week, and so I know that. And here's the here's what the other background thing is that there's the two ladies, but one of them has her parents coming, and her husband who is only here every three weeks, for two weeks, he's here, but they're also traveling a little bit. I don't know what the dates are and whatever. Right. So, do you know what I mean? I didn't want it to be like I. I was, I didn't want to not invite her, even though mm. I'm pretty sure she's not even here, mm -hmm. but I did want to extend into the group and not just to one person Yeah. because it would just feel yucky. If it was me, I would be like totally yucked out if I found that, like this was that, a whole thing that had happened when, in a separate message. Yeah. Yeah. That one yeah. person had been invited and I didn't even get invited. Yeah. I mean, and so, sometimes, sometimes the invite is nice, even, even if you know, yes. and the person knows that you're not going to be there, at least yeah. you were included. Yeah. Yeah. And I also wanted to acknowledge that they have both told me that they had other plans that I've, during that week with things that I was listening to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think that's really yeah. nice. So, so, you know, then, then it was like, oh shoot, I didn't specifically say that their kids are invited too. And I did want to invite the, the kids like, of course, um, yeah. And so then I was like, well, how do I write that? Well, your kids are also invited. Like that just sounded like kind of odd to me. So I, you can imagine this is very stressful and why oh sometimes I just say F it. And I'm just, <laughs> we're not doing anything. I'm just imagining Sandy, like, oh. like over, over the course of four hours, like piecing together this invite. Which <laughs> lines you know and like for me it would have been like five minutes and I'm done <laughs> so I mean the one wrote back and said that sounds great you know she was going to talk to her husband and get back and I said and please ladies girls are invited too right with a winky face and then she said oh is it lunchtime whatever and then the one who's just got the new puppy that the puppy can't go outside yet because it hasn't had all its shots she says oh I'll have to if I can get someone to sit with my dog so we aren't restricted and I was like, just bring the dog. I said, let's make it a completely chaotic situation. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you know, with, and she's like, haha, well, thank you. I'll, let me see. And he stays in his crate and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we, we are not. I know the thing is, was that like, if you came into the house, you might think that we'd get fussed about that, but we actually don't get fussed about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah. and I think that when people think, well, you don't have any kids, you don't have any little kids running around. You don't have this, you don't have that, that, that you don't want to have that in your house. But it's, yeah. that is completely not how we are. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, there's certain things that I'd be like, son of a monkey, you know, that happened, yeah. but I don't move shit around. Like even when yeah. my granddaughters were little, like, you know, obviously yeah. if the dog pees on my like silk carpet, I might, might be a little bit <laughs> about it, but <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's good. It's all good. So anyway, so they haven't completely, I'm not, I'm unclear if the invitation has been accepted, but I have <gasps> bought Ricky. It is an, it is almost nine kilos. It is a big bird. And you didn't, you didn't book. get the, like, you didn't get the turkey chicken. Like you got an actual no. turkey. No, I got an actual turkey. And so why? Um, Because I wanted to cook a turkey, but. I didn't want the turkey. The turkeys that I was finding here were all like they're all the same size. It's not like in Canada where you can go and there's like that massive big bin with all the turkeys and you can just kind of go and get the different sizes. It seemed like those were in the in the little bit of freezer that was the size of turkeys. Or then they had things they called baby chickens. I think we call them a Cornish hen, but okay. okay. Um, but it actually says baby chicken on it in English. Actually, oh, okay, funny, it, <laughs> which is really weird. Instead yeah. of saying like you know, a Nino Pollo or something, or yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, then, uh, then they had the chicken, the, the chicken turkey thing. And so I didn't want to cook that big a turkey just to test and then right. cook a turkey two weeks later. Anyways, we could be having turkey for days, you know, it could be turkey for weeks here. Who knows? I mean, but you and are... You are so good at like using the leftovers, freezing the things, like, you know, making soups or whatever you're like, I'm sure that if you had an entire turkey that you had to take care of, you would find a way. Oh, I would be Googling like what to do with leftover turkey. I'd make like a turkey pot pie. I'd make it in turkey. I remember in Girl Guides that the one dish I remember really enjoying 
was Turkey Tetrazzini because the, the guide leader, that must have been an easy thing for her just to buy all the things for all of us to make. Um, when, you know, when there was like a, a big, like a weekend away or something. So I could do, I don't even know what was in it, but I know it was Turkey Tetrazzini and I liked it. So it'd be Turkey Tetrazzini. I'd be, you know, I can make a lot of things. And who doesn't like turkey? I, I mean, I, I also like turkey. I, I have a I have a friend actually who loves turkey but is like allergic allergic to it. Yeah. yeah. That's that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, she's got all sorts of weird like allergies and like other health things and like and so she but she loves but she loves food. Like she she loves turkey, she's allergic. She loves fruit, but she's allergic to strawberries. She love like uh. you know, like she's got a lot of digestive issues. So she like she can't have like yeah lettuce or broccoli or you know and like and she loves that stuff, right? But like she mm. her system just can't handle it, you know. So like you know, and of course like her way of dealing with all of that is through humor and so everything is a joke right and and yeah. like it's so she's like she's very funny to like she's fun but she's funny too right like she's funny yeah. to be around but but I always feel a little I always feel a little bad you know because yeah. you know of course like you're you're cracking jokes and this is all fun and games but like also like these are legitimate things that you like that you can't have you know right yeah 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 no yeah yeah. So, you know, and then I was like laying, that's why this morning I put to, I messaged you, hey, what's my pumpkin pie recipe to use? <laughs> this was the best. I was like, what in the actual hell? <gasps> so Sandy texted me this morning to say, which also I thought at first I was like, what pumpkin pie recipe do I use? But then I like, my mind started going. I was like, oh, she's planning Thanksgiving. I got yeah. it. I got it. And so, and so I'm like, well, Truth be told, the Thanksgiving or the the pumpkin pie recipe I use is the one on the inside of the label of the Edie Smith pumpkin can. Not not the not the pumpkin pie filling. I'm not talking about that. No, like no, I'm talking no, about I know. the actual can but, of pumpkin. Yeah. Okay. So you get you get the can of pumpkin. You slice the label up. Yeah. And there's the recipe. That's the one yeah. that I use. <laughs> It's it's the one that my dad used when I was growing up, and so okay, that's, that's the one that has been adopted. Yeah, all right. I was like, thanks for your help. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, okay. I, I make a mean pumpkin pie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so, anyways, yeah, I was I was thinking about that, and I'm just want. I said if I'm making it, it's going to be super simple, uh, super simple. Like I'm I'm going to make like big trays like of of stuff. If people are coming, yeah. uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm not getting super fancy because otherwise that stresses me out. Yeah, and, a lot. And I would say that most people don't prefer super fancy anyway. No, for sure. So it'll don't be. Don't you fun. think? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. I mean, I just like it when it's casual. I mean, super fancy is fine too, but it, but it but it is, and it's you know going to be outside and relaxed and and whatever. Outside. Anyways, I think, I think we'll that see. sounds fantastic. <laughs> even oh. even if it's Thanksgiving for two, yes, it will still be lovely. It will be. Okay, something this is totally not related to that. Got it. But I have it's been on my list because I, I had never, um, I'd never heard it 
before, but I was listening to some podcast or something and they were talking about the sad diet and the sad diet. And then I lived, and then when the course I'm taking, it's a sad diet, but I did not realize that that is like the standard American diet is called mm -hmm. the sad diet. I did yeah. not know that. How yeah. did I not know that? And it's sort of like a funny play on words, right? Because it's yeah. the standard American diet, but it's also like sad, like it's not healthy for your it's body. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny that you hadn't, that you, like, that you didn't, like you, that you hadn't come across that at some point that you would have realized what it was. No, no, yeah. no. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Did not know that. <laughs> Anyway, you know. Yeah. So, okay. So when you're talking about the sad diet, like what yeah. are sort of the key pieces of it? So like this, what, what makes, what makes a, like if you saw, you know, what this person's eating and what that person's eating and what this other person is eating, how well, would this, you recognize the sad yeah. diet? I think that they, they would classify the sad diet as being, um, uh, highly processed foods is like the bulk of of what's consumed yeah. we have very little fr nah, fruits and veg yeah. um whole foods but mostly prepackaged. yeah highly processed high sugar high fat yeah. and yeah. not like we were talking about last week not enough fruits and vegetables yeah it's pretty sad That's, it is pretty <laughs> sad <laughs> And when they say standard American diet, I, I would include like North American diet. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not one of yeah. those situations where Canadians can say, well, that's not us because yeah. it's, it's it us. Sure is. <laughs> sure, sure is. is. <laughs> Goodness me. All right. All what right. you got for me? Well, I have a couple of podcast episodes that I'm going to talk about. And... Mm -hmm. One of them, so I've talked about this podcast on the, on our podcast before. It's called Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer. And it's so funny. And I'm, so I, I'm just slowly but surely working my way through all of the episodes. Like I started at zero, but like at the time that I started at zero, I think there were already like 160. So like, okay. I, so like I'm just slowly marching through and now there are over 200 episodes, I think. I've made it to, I think I've made it to like episode 145 or something. Like, so I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, making, I'm making my way. I laugh out loud at least once every episode. Some episodes are hysterical. Some episodes are like, you know, a little chuckle here or there. She's crass. Like her humor is is kind of crude. So, you know, if, if that's not your thing, then, you know, it's not really, you know, maybe it's not for you. But anyway, I stumbled across in my like slowly wading through these episodes, I stumbled across this episode and I was so excited about listening to it because in her title, she yeah. Includes, like who the who the guest is because she always has a guest and so the guest of this one particular episode is Roxanne Gay and I was like "Ooh, this is gonna be a good one like and I was like my little like mastermind fingers you know like I I knew this was gonna be a good one and Sandy it was a good one like so Roxanne Gay is um, a writer, a speaker, a thinker, um, very 
like a well-rounded social critic um, and talks a lot specifically about feminism um, and and other issues in in society and she is like self-identifies as a black queer fat woman and so she has all of these like different pieces of her that may or may not be accepted by society to differing degrees and she's very well spoken very well like educated and the things that she has to say are are thought provoking and 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 she's quite a, a pleasure to listen to she's written books as well and so two two of the two books that i know of that she's super famous for one is called bad feminism which i actually haven't read it's on my like to read at some point list um but the other book that i that she's well known for is called hunger and and i have read that book so so that and that's how i know of her and so when i saw that she was going to be on this episode with nicole byer who is also a, a, a person who identifies as a fat and, and black woman. So I thought this is going to be just great. Like these two women and like whatever they're going to talk about, you know, somehow they always like throw in some dating, you know, chatter because that's the topic of the podcast, but they talk about all sorts of stuff too, like just life in general. Anyway, it was an absolute delight of an episode. It was so fun to like hear them like banter just about life in fat bodies, you know, and, and, you know, and they're talking about people's responses to their bodies and talking about like, of course, travel because they're both in professions as a comedian and as a public speaker, they're both in professions where they have to travel and, you know, so talking about like the the challenges of that in a body that is not small, you know, like as far as being on an airplane, you know, things like that. So, so interesting, really like fun. And there, at one point they were talking about her book, Hunger. And in that book, she, she writes, she writes about her experience in her body throughout her life and uh she talks about weight gain and weight loss and and different and diet culture and all sorts of different things and and she um she was sexually assaulted at 12 repeatedly and so that was sort of the the impetus of like the inciting incident for weight gain and Mm -hmm. And in the book that she's written, Hunger, she talks about all of this in lots of detail. And she describes like, um, she she mentions her weight at a few different parts. And, and then she talks about, you know, finally making, like making a decision. She did eventually decide to get some weight loss surgery done. Um, and then working with a nutritionist and working with a therapist and, you know, trying to sort of recreate, like redevelop her relationship with food. And so she, so that's highlighted in her book. And so in the podcast, they talk very briefly about that. But the thing that was really interesting that I didn't know was uh, Roxanne Gay was saying that when she was doing the press tour for her book, 
she had, you know, she was going around and going to all the different, you know, radio and television and podcast, you know, outlets talking to all sorts of different people and trying to promote her book. And, and she said, every single person that interviewed me, every single person who wrote something about my book, every single person who had me on their show or whatever, either asked about or mentioned the, like, my my top weight like my highest weight ever and she said it's in the book like I mentioned the number in the book like it's there but she said it's not important in the in the grand like yeah the book right and she said but every single newspaper article little blurb little like every single thing that was written has that number in it and she said and every person who interviewed me asked about it with the exception of one and 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 so I was like oh I like I wonder who the person was yeah. who, did, who didn't mention the number like that's so interesting Trevor Noah really yeah yeah and and I Aww. and I thought like it doesn't really surprise me like because I think he has a very fresh way of um of thinking and speaking and and the kinds of questions that he asks and and he's in a similar uh space you know of being yeah cr- critical of of society and of politics and things like that right so yeah but isn't that fascinating? Like, it just, it was yeah. so interesting to hear, like, Roxanne Gay talk about it and then to hear Nicole Byer, like, talk with her about weight and numbers and, and you know, things like that. And and just how fat, like, how incredibly fascinated, you know, the quote unquote, the world was with this yeah. number and, like, and how inconsequential the number was to the person who was experiencing it. Right. Huh. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, if she mentions it once in the book, it's like one small portion of 400 pages, just to say. Right? Yeah, exactly. And that's what you took away from it. I mean, everyone takes something away, but... It it feels like clickbait. Yeah. You know... yeah, I think that maybe, maybe they, I think they, do you not, is it possible? Is it yeah. possible that they, but that, that they ask that because, because it's a huge, like, I don't know. I, and I have, no, I don't even know what this woman looks like. So yeah. she's smaller than she was at that, that point. Yes. So she's not the same now. Like it's not okay. Correct. So maybe it's just the fact that um, it's a, a she had come so far that it was a big accomplishment for people to recognize and understand that even if they haven't read the book, that this is someone that mm-hmm. I don't even know. Like you know what the whole book is about, and mm-hmm. maybe they're maybe they were wrapping the. Well, I guess. It, it is because if you said it's called hunger and it's really the impetus was about being sexually assaulted and the weight gain. But really the issue is the sexual being sexually assaulted repeatedly, Absolutely. not necessarily the weight gain. That's like Correct. that. That's like not getting to the root of the problem and you're just yeah. treating the symptom of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but possibly it could be because it it is 
one, maybe there's not weren't enough people out there speaking about that. Two, I don't know what that number is. I'm, is it significant? I don't know. Is it 400 pounds? Like, I think people, when they think of that number and then look at someone who has lost a significant amount of weight, it's very difficult to to even understand. Like, I can't lose five pounds, and how in the f did this person lose all of that weight? Like, how did she, how does she feel about that though? Did she feel like I don't I'm I don't know as I think she felt I think she was in the in the moment like when it was happening I think she was confused slash surprised that that of everything this was the detail that everyone was focused on right. and 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 it was just so striking that it was the deed like it was the thing yeah. that everyone was focused on and then mm-hmm. i think like now talking about it and like her reflecting on that experience like i think she just felt like 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 i had so many i think and i think she even says this yeah. in the podcast she's like i had so many more interesting things to say yes you know yeah. like 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 that number is the least i th- and i think actually she says exactly this in the podcast she said that number is the least interesting thing about me yeah but but here's the thing and this is what i've been thinking about a little bit and and part of yeah so i've been thinking a little bit about this just you know recently that it's like yeah to to her that number is the least interesting thing about her but if that's not a number that you know in your own body it's fascinating like it, it's like it's that's, and i'm not i don't actually think that this is right i just think that it is the yeah. way that it is right that that when it's different it's almost like freakish you know you know what i mean like it well, has that like like circus of freaks kind of feel that it's like ooh that's different like ooh that you know like I don't know there's something about it that doesn't really sit well with me although I know as a member of this society I I engage in that kind of behavior all the time right like you yeah you look longer at things that you're not used to seeing you you yeah. want to know more about something you haven't heard before you know and yeah. and I yeah but but I also think when you said that that's a, she said she felt that's the least important thing about her. But is it up to us to decide what what about us is is interesting or important to someone else? No, it's not. Sometimes it's none of our freaking business. Fair. Like we right. I mean, yeah. we are we aren't a really good judge of that. Yeah. Because what we may think is the most important or the most interesting thing about us is mm-hmm. only really interesting to us about, yeah. about us, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, let's think about that. Would most of us be in relationships with other people if if that's how we felt? Like, I can think about in a romantic relationship or a sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. If I was thinking about the thing that to me that I thought was like the the most important in a, a negative way, you know what I mean? Like that's I'm thinking about like this is probably my least favorite part of myself. Mm. But the person that I'm in a relationship with is mm. like liking that. I don't get it. Mm. You know, I don't. But it's is it for me to understand? Mm. Like, 
I don't know if it so, is. So, like, you're talking about, like, the extra roll of fat that's between my boobs and my stomach? Like, that's what you're talking about right there? I could be talking about, like, my ass and my junk. Like, I'm just, like, <laughs> I've got things, you know? Do you know? Like that, but yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And my husband would be like, I like your junk. And I was just yeah. like, don't, why do you even say that? Because how can you? It's, like, yeah. gross, you know? It's, like... I mean, part of me that I just want to like I know my partner loves my it. partner loves to put his hand right on that spot on my stomach and every time I'm like, like, what, like why, are you, why are you touching that you know but but he loves to do it it's annoying but but again that is not for us to decide what no you're right so okay okay now, I'll I'll also that's an interesting that's an interesting take so for her, it's the thing that she is maybe the least comfortable with having to be reminded of. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I don't, I, you know, maybe. I mean, there's all of this. It's messy. Yeah. It's messy. Yeah. 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 So, so, so I listened to that podcast and was like, just had a, you know, just had a, a delight of a time doing it. And I thought, okay. I thought I need, like, I need a little more Roxanne Gay in my life. And I was like, there's got, she's got to be, now it turns out that she actually co-hosts her own podcast and I haven't listened to it yet, but, but I'm like, she's got to be a guest on another podcast. And so I did like a quick little like podcast search. And so of course she's been on a guest on all sorts of podcasts. And so I found this other podcast and I just listened today and I've never heard of this podcast before. I don't know anything about it. I couldn't even really tell you what the gist of the podcast is, but <laughs> it's okay. It's called I Weigh. Weigh spelt like W E I G H, like you weigh something, like you weigh yourself, you weigh an item, whatever. And the host is Jamila Jamal. And on episode six, Roxanne Gay is her um, is her guest, and they had the most interesting conversation about all sorts of different things. And I took some notes because I wanted to like go through a few of these things with you. Okay. So, okay. So there are a few different things. So yeah, yeah. what was interesting actually about this conversation is that Jamila um, was anorexic for a large portion of her life. And so yeah. she, so she comes from a, a, a lifetime and background of an eating disorder and Roxanne Gay would say that she also comes from a, a yeah. background in lifetime of eating disorder, but from two very different places. And so it was super interesting to hear them talk about their bodies and food and diet culture. And like, it was, it was, it was a really yeah. interesting conversation. So there were a few things that they said that I was like, I have to write this down. I have to say this to Sandy on the, on the podcast. So number one, First, they were talking about shame. And, and so Jamila said, I wonder about shame if it's I feel shame in myself or I feel shamed by other people. 
or by mm -hmm. society or by a societal expectation. Like, and so they were talking about that because they said, you know, like when, when you do something wrong and you know, you've done something wrong, like you, you might feel shame because you feel like you did the wrong thing. Um, but when you feel shame about yourself, like you feel shame for the size of your body or you feel shame about the, you know, the way a part of your body looks or whatever it is, is, has that come from within or mm -hmm. has it been implanted in us yeah. from outside? outside? Huh. And so of course, you know, as soon as you mentioned shame, like I, I'm immediately brought to think like about this real aha moment that I had several years ago with, Brene Brown explaining the difference between shame yeah. and guilt, right? Like yeah. guilt is when I feel bad for having to, for something I did. did. Shame is when I feel bad about something that I am. Yes. You know, so, and, and that difference is significant. Yeah. In your understanding of how you think about yourself. Right. And, but this was like an added level to it, right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. has that, was that always within yourself and it's something you've created or is it something that's been placed upon you? And so, and so that, so Jamila said, mm -hmm. she's like, I don't like to say that I feel shame. She's like, I like to say that I feel shamed. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I, I've never thought about it, but no. now like just you bringing this up and, and I would say that any time that you feel shame about something, it has been imposed on you because mm. otherwise you would feel guilty. Mm -hmm. You can't feel guilty about something you are. Mm -hmm. Because and you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't yeah. feel shame like you wouldn't feel negatively about something that is you unless you've been told that that's wrong or that you you are comparing yourself to something that's not what you are yeah there's that that yeah. is expected that you should be yeah yeah oh that's good right that was so yeah. good that was, was like Six uh -huh. o'clock this morning, I was like, ooh, <laughs> ooh it was like heavy. <laughs> Need to write that down. So, okay, so next thing. Um, she Jamila asked Roxanne a little bit to 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 just give people kind of a rundown of you know, a brief like your story in 30 seconds kind of thing. And and the one thing that she said was that she, you know, after she'd been assaulted, she started eating food as a way, she said, it was a way of comforting myself because food is comfort. But she said it also was a way of making my body safe. And so she says that, you know, that her body became a fortress. And so to, to have the size was a way of of making herself feel safe because she felt like if she was bigger that she couldn't be uh maybe that she wasn't in so much danger and and it was and so then of course right away she says of course like that is a ridiculous and a childish way of thinking she's like now she's like i was a child but but like like what a a, a 
skewed way of thinking because of course I start immediately thinking about you know the idea of feeling safe in different scenarios and in different situations and in a lot of cases to to live in a body that is not thin doesn't feel safe no I, yes yeah because there's there are times when you just want to be small right and not seen so but but here's my here's the thing so I mean, this is something, and I know for myself that I can look back and now and see, oh, I understand that why this happened when at this point in my life, because mm. it was this. But while it was happening, I was too young to mm. understand. And so I often think about that because people will say, you know, well, it was when I was 12 and then I did this to comfort eat and this and that. But did you actually know it was comfort eating while it was happening? I don't right? think so. I don't think so. I yeah. think it's, that's, that's a ref, like that knowledge comes with reflection and with age. Yeah. Yeah. But there's something instinctual that it's, it's a, it's a, that's a story that's very common. Mm -hmm. And comment almost to the point that you expect that if you see one in a certain body that they are going to at some point tell you that uh, access do you know what i mean like which is completely wrong yeah but well, it's but I mean, it is something that it it, it is a continual story it's it's interesting because i know and we've talked about you know our histories with with eating with food and with weight um and and it was it's always interesting to me to talk to people like yourself who can pinpoint an age and a feeling and a and and negative ex, and a ne negative experience and and that that was the start of of whatever the the eating habits were or whatever the 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 weight gain or the weight loss or or the weight fluctuation was and I find those stories so interesting because exactly like what you said, they're so common, so yeah. much so, like you've just said, that you almost expect it. But that's not my story. Yeah. I, there was never a moment. I always, I always overate, <laughs> you know, like I always, yeah. I always was, I always had overweight and I always did overeat and you know like and I mean I mean can I identify so? like the period in my life when maybe the weight gain was faster than at other times I mean I could because I know like what my dress sizes were at different yeah. points in my life but I mean there's there's nothing to tie it to that I can say oh and that's why no, yeah, you can't because because you have had excess weight for someone your age, like when you were young, you were like in kindergarten. Yes. And so even prior to that, Sandy, <laughs> and, and that's the thing, like, but were you a normal weight when you were born? And I don't even know what normal no, is. I'm so I was I was 10 pounds, six ounces when oh, I was okay. born. And I tripled my weight in the first three months. What? Yes. So, like, I'm telling you, as an infant, <laughs> I had a weight monkey. 
I were a chunky ch- monkey. I, I will have to find. There is one picture in particular. Oh, my that goodness. Stuff, that periodically gets passed through my family just because it's so funny. Like, it's and it's so cute. Because and like you're a sumo wrestler or what? I am a, like, I'm a sumo wrestler. <laughs> like, not I can even see you with a diaper on, you know, like. And my, that's it. And that's what it is. So it's my, my older brother, who's only 16 months older than me. So he's a hardly older than me and is like this little teeny tiny thing. And it's him sitting on a lawn chair, like trying to hold me on his lap. And I'm just in a diaper and like my stomach's hanging over my diaper. Like, and I'm just this like massive kid, right? Like it's adorable. The picture is so funny. I, I mean, it makes me chuckle, but like, so I can't tell you that there was a time when yeah. I started to put on weight because I always did. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, so it's interesting, right. That, that, you know, some stories are so common and then, but that's, but that's not, you know, yeah. how it is for everyone. Right. Right. No. So it's yeah. fascinating. Really. It is. Oh yeah. my goodness. I'm going to have to find that picture. <laughs> You are going to have to find that picture. You know yeah. who has it is Net, my sister. Of like, course she does. As, like randomly she'll send it to me because <laughs> she thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> I'll have to find oh out. <laughs> so, so, that was, so that was an interesting thing. Yeah. So another thing was um, she talks, she talked on this particular podcast because Jamila asked her about like, do you mind talking to us a little bit about like your weight loss surgery and like the decision to do that? And, and so she said, absolutely. She's, and so she said, I, I got to a point in my life where I realized that I wasn't going to be happy at the weight that I was. And, and the weight loss surgery was the, the, the best decision that like the best path to, to helping me make a change. And it was interesting too, because she said, if she, if she could go back, she would do it again. Okay. But she said, I also wouldn't recommend it to people. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, she said, I really, she's like, I feel like it's kind of barbaric. I feel like it's, it's a tremendous stress to put on your body. Yeah. I feel like we don't know what the long-term impact is. She's like, there are so many negatives associated to it. She said, but yeah. all that considered, if I were to go back, she's like, I would do it again. So, so yeah. like, I thought that was an, like, I thought that was really uh, a genuine uh, discussion about like a, a genuine way of describing what she really thought like but but yeah. what was interesting was this bit about happiness you know she said I I I knew that I wasn't going to be happy at at the weight that I was and so so then Jamila says okay she said but did you like did you think that if you lost weight then you would be like happier with your body and she was like, no, she's like, I had nothing to do. She's like, she said, it has nothing to do with being happy with my body. She said to me, happiness means that you, you found a place where you fit in. And, huh. and so she said, I didn't fit in, in this world, in the body that I was. And so she said, there wasn't, 
like happiness wasn't something that I could achieve. She said, it has nothing to do with how I feel about my body. That's a completely different. She said, my, the way that my body is and my value and my happy, she said, those are all different things that are not necessarily connected. Yeah. But, so I just thought that was such an interesting way of looking at being happy. Like that, that happiness is, is almost contingent on feeling like you fit in. Yeah. But like, I, I mean, it's another example of, but what makes what one person will find happiness with or in is completely different. And, so different. and you just hope that when you make a drastic, just like a, a big decision and a drastic change mm -hmm. to your life for the rest of your life, mm -hmm. once you've had that type of surgery, yes, that, that, that the goal will be achieved. Right. Because you don't know. You don't know. You might think, ah, if I make this change, this is going to change and this is going to change and this is going to yeah. change. But there's no guarantee of any of that. No, no. no. And, and then and then finally, she she ends Jamila ends the podcast by asking Roxanne what advice she would give to someone who was struggling in the body in which they live. And I thought that was really a, a nice way of, of yeah. sort of, of being really inclusive actually about yes. bodies of all kinds. Right. And so not necessarily weight related. Right. Yeah. But just, you know, if you're struggling in the body that you have, whether, your body doesn't do what you want it to do or your body is it doesn't look the way that you want it to look whatever that might be you know what's the advice you would give to those people and so Roxanne said well I would tell them that we just need to like everyone just needs to be a lot kinder to themselves and she said but she's like I'm not gonna say that you have to love your body she's like you know you can you know, you can wake up today and hate your legs and like, hate your legs. She's like, feel your feelings. She's like, just don't hate your legs every day. <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of cute. Like, like it was like, she's like, I'm not about this. Like, you know, you have to love all the parts of your body. You know, like she wasn't about that at all. She was like, yeah. feel the way that you feel like, and allow yourself to have those feelings, but also recognize that we owe it to ourselves to be kind to ourselves. Yeah. So I thought that was really nice. Mm -hmm. And I wondered, Sandy, what advice would you give to someone who's struggling oh, God. in the body in which they live? Hmm. Uh, my advice, I think, would be to work at being better or changing or adjusting the things that you can and and just being okay with the things that you can't and realizing mm -hmm. that wherever you at right now is a result of however many years that you've been on this planet. So, I mean, I look at things that are happening to my body and think, you know, I do this, I eat well, I, I work out like I'm active, I'm doing all these things and yet from one year to the next, things are still sagging here and there. It's just the way that it's meant to be, you know, but it mm -hmm. doesn't mean that I, I'm going to stop or discontinue the other things that I'm doing. So I don't know if that's what kind of an answer that is, but I love that answer. Yeah, that's my answer. And, and what about you? 
I, I knew I was going to ask you, but I didn't actually think ahead of time to like come up with my own answer. <laughs> I did. Okay. I so did just die. Spot. Um, okay. So advice that I would give to someone who is struggling with the body that, you know, in which they live. Maybe the most important thing is to do something that makes you feel good in your body. Mm. So, you know, so maybe it's not like some, yeah, something that makes your body feel good. So like if, you know, getting some more sleep makes your body feel good, then yeah. that's it. You know, like if, if drinking some water makes you, your body feel better, if, you know, if, if not eating dairy makes your body feel better, you know, like, like I think if, I think that's, I think it's important to focus on how our body feels because if our body feels better, then maybe that can help us be a little bit kinder to our bodies, you know, Mm -hmm. like, You know, and yeah, like I, it, it's, it's similar to what you're saying, you know, that you you have to sort of let go of what you have no control over and focus on something you can, you know, and I think, and I think that the, the first thing, or maybe the, the most important thing to focus on is, is how your body feels. Yeah. Yeah. Because when your body feels good, when your body I I feel like it all goes together. When your body feels good, you feel better in your body. Yeah. And when you feel better in your body, then maybe you feel better about your body. Yeah. You know, it's all those Mm -hmm. like little, like one word change in the sentence, but it, yes, they're all different things, right? And they build on one another. Yeah. And, you know, I've always been a big advocate about, you know, that there are things that we really love about ourselves and our bodies and that we should accentuate those things so that they are sort of front and center. And and then you can camouflage the rest, you know, so pushing things so that you still you feel good in that body mm-hmm. when you are presenting yourself to other people, to yourself, it that all gives you the confidence to, you know, just to, to be happier all around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do, you know, circling back maybe to like happiness and, and where you find happiness. Like, do you think that confidence and happiness are connected or, or dependent on one another to some extent? I guess maybe maybe to a small extent, but I, I, I think that there are a lot of confident people out there that are not happy. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I would say so. I would say and so. there's an yes. awful lot of happy people that aren't confident. Because, you know, yeah. you, can, you can also use the happiness to, to hide the, the, uh, the, the lack of confidence that you have is by putting on that happy face and being that... Yeah, but is that really happiness or is that um, No, that's, that's true. That's, that's performing that's happiness, yeah, right? That's right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love how I say it's performing happiness and you just call it like it is. <laughs> that's bullshit. that's just bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, 
right? That's those are all the things that I've been like processing and mulling over for the last little while. Um, you know, Goodness. thanks to a couple of really great podcast episodes that I will post in our show notes if people are interested in looking on looking them up. Okay, so here's the thing. So I was chatting with with my friend Monica last week, and um, I don't know if it was last week or the week or the time before we chatted anyways she was like oh well what podcast are you listening to because i need some new ones and because she lives in poland and she she always gets like polish ones come up as recommendations and she doesn't want that right but she's like oh i've been listening this is a podcast you need to listen to oh my goodness what is that the one you were just talking about the first one <laughs> why, why won't you date me she said it's so funny it's so funny now Here's the thing. I have tried to listen to it a couple times. I literally just got rid of it off of my podcast things today. And, but you and Monica are so different. And you both think it's so funny. That's, that's really hilarious, actually. (laughs) I mean, okay, so (laughs) you have to... So the host, Nicole Byer, she has a very distinct way of talking and like, and her comedy, it, I mean, she's so funny, but like some of, some of her shtick is like almost being loud and obnoxious, you know, but yeah, but that's like how she is when she's performing. And so I think that it, like that could also be a little, like, even for me originally, like, (laughs) like the theme song for the podcast I was like what is this but like once you get used to it you you get past it yeah okay (laughs) well all right well maybe I should just but but I I mean I think maybe I think Sandy I think you should look like I think you should listen to just this one particular episode because it I mean but some of the episodes are so funny (laughs) but this one particular one like I think you'll be really interested in it Oh yeah, so you have to, like you have Yelp, to Yelp for Yelp for escorts, full service sex worker, shares her life. That one might be interesting. I'm telling you, like she's got really great guests. She's so funny. Often her guests are really funny. It's right. it's a it's a good time. It's entertaining, and it's like right. you know, really light and fluffy. <laughs> I'm glad Monica likes it. She does. She does. She does. All right. I'm going to have to go back and do it. I think that our homework, Sandy, is going to be, I'm going to need to find that picture of me. (laughs) Yes, you do. And I think you need to find us a picture of you as a little kid, too, just for fun. Okay. All right. And we'll uh, we'll post them on social. Okie dokie. Sounds good. (laughs) and that sandy brings us to the end oh well you know as always so fun chatting with you you know time Um, flies when you're having i know i know i hope that uh, for those who are listening that you have enjoyed um the chit chat well sandy until next week (laughs) okay all right see you later have a good one bye bye